Hello, Russell here. I'm excited to share some of my conversation with Nick Ortner, the founder of The Tapping Solution, a technique for ameliorating anxiety and lots of other things. Jenny, uh, what do you got to say about Nick Ortner? <laughs> He's really nice. He is nice. Handsome too. Yeah, Lovely very confident. Face. Confident, kind, good person. Yeah. Well, look, you can have this bit of the podcast for nothing, all right? Uh, you can download the app for Nick uh, Nick Ortner's Tapping Solution, Emotional Freedom Technique, a healing modality that combines ancient Chinese acupressure and modern psychology by going to thetappingsolution.com forward slash Russell. You get 50% off the paywalled content if you do that. There's loads of stuff for free, though, if you don't want to do that. Um, and you can listen to more episodes of Under the Skin only on Luminary, a subscription podcast network with original shows from your favourite creators. You can get a subscription for as little as two ninety nine a month with their annual plan plus a seven day free trial to get you started. Visit luminarypodcasts.com to start your free trial. It's not available in all market subjects, local currency terms apply. Now me and Demaya, we use the technique, don't we Demaya? Yeah. And what's it helped you with? Oh, anger, anxiety. You get angry, you get anxious? Sometimes, yeah, my sadness masks itself as anger. That's a person who's done work on themselves. Now let's look at Annabelle and Jen. Do you use the Tanit tapping solution? No. <laughs> <laughs> Sharp no from Jen. And a hand over the How face now. How am I supposed to do all these things? When, maybe when you're idling about, getting your I hair cut to a fringe, twice. or wearing a new silken shirt like Elvis 68 comeback special black, instead of that, you could be tapping yourself out of your numerous mental illnesses. Now, I'm, I'm tap, tap, tapping away. And as you can see... There's clearly a divide in the work <laughs> with colleagues. Between the sensitive progressives what? and the stick in the mud, I, I'd call them... I don't know how to. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to describe you anymore. But um, listen, for Nick has kindly get, uh, offered a fifty percent uh, redu reduction for anyone who goes to the tappingsolution dot com forward slash Russell. Plus, you get loads of them free anyway. Whoever you are and whether you use forward slash Russell or not. But you've got to check it out. Like uh, tapping is a natural healing method, also known as the emotional freedom technique. It is a healing modality that combines ancient Chinese acupressure and modern psychology. So uh, go and download the app for God's sake. Now you can get it, at, you know, App Store or Google Play or whatever. What are you doing for your mental health? So you had a little meditate, haven't yeah. you? How did it go? It was okay. Where'd you do it? I sit in front of the giant window that looks out on the sea. Yeah. And then my sister got me a meditation cushion, you know, with the little round one on top of the big square. I don't even know what that is. You know, the way you can get a big square and then you can get a little round one. Sounds like a bag of revels. <laughs> a little round one and a square. You know, there's a regular cushion, it's a square shape. Okay. And, and then it's got there's a, round a little one on round it. one that you sit on top of. Like a little uh, a pepperami sandwich. <laughs> that you see in like holy places. Oh, yeah, holy places. That's right, Jim. Well, thanks for doing so much research. <laughs> On what? My, my own life. <laughs> on holy cushions, Jen. <laughs> on the cushions of the holy. Nick Ortner has come up with a goddamn tapping solution and you're sat on your ass on a bagel expecting the world to change. Well, it ain't going to happen, kid. But you told me to meditate. Well, yeah, you've got to meditate as well. You've got to do all these things. All of us have. We've got to change. If we're going to create a better world, and I've promised that we will by Tuesday, then we've got to use all these various techniques, haven't we? 
Okay, so we're going to listen to Nick Ortner in a minute. It's a beautiful conversation. I really, really enjoyed it. Nick's helped me a lot in my own life with my various innumerable uh, neuroses, and he continues to help me. So let's um, we'll enjoy that conversation. He demos the technique, and he talks about its origins and some of the uh, some, its application to some degree, and it's bloody good. These comments are from the Edith Eager episode. Moya09 says, Why do you continue to employ that Jenny May what? Finn? She ain't no good. You are a good guy. Why don't you give her the old tin tack, the Spanish archer, what? the old heave ho, the sack? Oh, that's interesting inquiries, Moya. It seems that the listeners are beginning to pick up, Jen, on your many all too evident <laughs> inadequacies. Oh. No? No, loads of adequacies. <laughs> <laughs> You've got adequacy coming out your ears. Uh, no, actually what Moya09 says is, unity is nice to say, but impossible to implement. There will always be people that are going to feel a certain way. The idea is to strengthen democracy, including free speech. What's happening right now is the total opposite, especially concerning free speech. Moya, we will not impede your free speech. There is your comment completely included, and I agree. We need a strong democracy, and I think you can't have real democracy without significant decentralization. Tallulah Sunflower says, What a beautiful gift to hear this lesson from someone who stands in a unique position in world history. Thank you. I felt privileged to hear her. She's an elder. She's a magnificent communicator, and I don't know whether we included it in the podcast or not, but by the end, she was showing me pictures of her grandkids and all that. I mean, that was less beautiful. Her great-grandkids, she was just turned into a proper nan by the end of it. It was absolutely mental. Krista McCarthy Yoga says, Dr. Edith is not only an amazing woman, she's a hero of the heart. I read a book, The Choice, last January, right before COVID exploded in North America and Europe. Her level of depth, compassion and understanding is humbling and her words resonate so clearly. I see her as a true inspiration and what she has to say is a gift to everyone. I couldn't agree more heartily. If only some of the people here could draw from that great deep well of wisdom and experience instead of being like a little hermit crab in a tiny little shell that they stole from someone else. Bigger shells. <laughs> You're a little shell capitalist, aren't you? Oh. Okay, now in this section, me and Nick talk about which bit we're going to use. He, where it explains he, the technique and how it works. Yeah, and how it lights up the brain and how it's the cousin to EDMR. All right, then. It lights up athletes. The, it lights up the brain as a cousin to EDMR. All right, so let's have a listen to that then. Trying to achieve equality with the annihilation of category is not no, a successful route. Yes, that's, that's, that's exactly right. We're in this era where it turns out we were never the boss. It doesn't look like an ideology. What's beneath the surface of people we admire, of the ideas that define our time, the history we are told? And welcome to Russell Brand. Under the skin. And how do you rationalize or even explain how tapping on like you know the side of the hand the uh, uh the corners of the eyes under the eyebrows under underneath the eyes side of the eyes under the nose between the chin and bottom lip collar and collarbones then top of the head how would that why would that change a person's emotional state is there scientific evidence that there is even a thing called meridians at all these points yeah, no, great question. There is. Um, you can actually, there's a little tool called a galvanometer, and it measures elect electrical resistance. And you could take that and move it around the eye until you hit this point, and you'll see that this point underneath the eye is a point where that conducts more electricity. So we don't often think of ourselves as electrical beings. We're, at least in this current state, we're very biologically based, right? We think we eat things, it does stuff. We take pills, it does stuff. But the reality is that we are 
full of electricity. I mean, when we think more of our, about our brain, people tend to connect more with electricity in the brain, but they don't think that there's electricity in the body, but we are electrical beings. I mean, think about, you know, if you're having a heart attack, it'd be boom, electricity to get the body going again. So these are points that conduct more electricity. And again, the research is showing and we've seen it in fMRI, so functional um, MRIs where you can look into the brain, we can see how the brain lights up, for example, looking at a food that we crave. So they did a study uh, where they put people on fMRI machine, pop up some cake, the brain lights up, it goes, I want that cake, right? I've got a craving for that cake. Do tapping on that craving, even though I'm craving this, even though I need these sweets, even though, you know, whatever was going on, run the machine again, that part of the brain doesn't light up. So it's turning off these centers of addictions, of cravings, of stress, of anxiety, these patterns that we've built up for so long. You know, I always think it's important to, when we look to change our lives, to look around and go, okay, let's think about phobias, for example. So there are people that are terrified of public speaking, right? And if you said to them, hey, let's imagine we're, we're post-COVID and there's an audience of 10,000 people in an auditorium and you say, go into the theater, stand up in the front and give a speech. There are people that just that idea, they would start sweating, their stomach would hurt, they would just feel terrible because they've conditioned their mind to go, an audience, 10,000 people looking at me is dangerous. Now, if I say that to you, you say, let's go. 10,000 people, it's been a while, you know, post-COVID, I'm ready to go. So why does your brain react differently there than someone else's? And it's usually because of conditioned responses. Not always easy to track. Sometimes it is. Sometimes we remember, you know what? When I was in fifth grade, I got up in front of the class to read and I stumbled on a word and the whole class laughed at me. And think about that moment, an impressionable fifth grader, 10-year-old, 11-year-old that then decides the brain goes, being in front of people is dangerous. Now, you might have had a different experience. You might have gotten in front of the class and you got some laughs. And then your brain encoded, ooh, being in front of people makes them laugh. This feels good. We are a series of patterns. We are a series of encoding. And what we can do with tapping, if there's something that we want to release, if there's something that gets in the way, if there's something that feels like, you know what, this isn't who I am. This fear of public speaking is holding me back. This anxiety, whenever I drive, is holding me back. This stress at work is not bringing the best out of me. We can acknowledge that and make that decision to change. Have you seen, uh, have you ever had the chance to try this out on like high performance individuals, as it were? You know, like, because when, when you're talking about it there, Nick, I'm thinking, all right, we've made the connection with EDMR in that it's a physical therapy that almost is a, a hack into uh in a neurosis or anxiety or addiction or whatever rather than a sort of a conventional psychotherapeutic alter the narrative understand the narrative type of approach it's comparable isn't it to hypnosis and i know that you know obviously hypnosis has been like used with sports teams is the example i'm thinking of uh, have you tried to tap in with like athletes you can imagine people you know that condition the yips with golfers and darts players when they can't release yeah yeah there was actually a public story about a catcher who had the yips and used tapping. This was probably five or six years ago. Uh, I've worked with some athletes. We have a sports performance series in the app, just a couple meditations, and that's going up. But that's such a great example because when you see something like that, when we look at athletes, when they struggle, so the yips for people that don't know, it happens with golf and putting. It happens in weird ways for baseball players where they just 
this catcher just throwing the ball back to the pitcher. So a meaningless task, really. It's not like the thick of the game, but something happened in his brain where it just like couldn't do it. Throwing it short, throwing it long, just like the simplest task. So we've seen that happen before. And again, those are conditioned experiences. What I see a lot with athletes with injury is that even if they feel like, all right, I've rehabbed and I feel good and I feel strong, there's still that voice in the back of their head that goes, oh, that left knee, you know, it's just like, and especially at the highest levels, professional athletes, they can't have anything being held back. Like if you held, hold back at all, if you're nervous, if you're anxious, that's when they get hurt. That's when they underperform. So yeah, tapping has been very effective because think about what we're doing there. So there's a couple of ways to approach it. Let's say an injury or let's say a mistake, right? Penalty shot, you know, someone goes to kick it, goes over the crossbar in the World Cup, God forbid, or, in you know, in some big game. Imagine what that does to that player's brain. A memory that is locked into their body. I mean, it hurts watching it at home, right? You see someone miss a penalty and it just it just hurts because you go, oh, poor guy, what, what they have to feel. And imagine it counting. So their bodies are locked in. And we see this, you know, when you see in sports like, oh, they – you know, they've made their last 12 penalty shots or they're or they're on a hot streak or they're, you know, have the flow going. It's because they don't have those things stuck in their brain. So what we can do in that case, you close your eyes and you go, OK, if when I think about football, when I think about baseball, when I think about whatever's happening, what's the memory that comes up that I can't let go of? And people will feel it in their body. Athletes will feel it in their body. Oh, it's this when I underperformed for actors. You know, you can think about a time when you. We're working on a scene and it just didn't come together. And maybe that's holding you back from your next scene. So you run the movie in your mind. So this applies to professional athletes. This applies to normal people like us who maybe two weeks ago said something stupid or reacted in anger. And the thing just keeps running there. We close our eyes. We run the movie. And we're going to do some tapping together, I know. And then we can send that calming signal to the amygdala. We keep running that movie until that charge is gone from it, until you can think about the event and go, huh, it's not there anymore. The same technique, which is why it's so powerful, applies to professional level athletes, normal people like me, and then to people who have suffered some of the worst traumas. So when you think about PTSD, soldiers in wars, what's happening there? Again, it's a brain overload. It's an experience over and over again, where the body goes into fight, flight, or freeze mode. When the body says it's not safe, you get enough of those experiences without the right resources around you. And then next thing you know, you're in that state, you're in that PTSD, you're running those same patterns. So at the core of all this, if there's a pattern in your life, whether you're a football player or a baseball player or an actor or a singer or your husband or a wife, and you don't like how you're reacting to your spouse or you're a parent and you don't like that initial reaction to your kids, you're trying to be a better parent, you're reading all the books, you're trying to be present, but boy, oh boy, when they do that, you are just triggered. When there are reactions and things in our lives that we don't want, number one, recognizing it. So the second you recognize it, you've made huge leaps and bounds. You go, this is something that I don't want to be me. I don't want to be part of who I am because this isn't who I am. We recognize it and then we can use this process to let it go. It's in the body. I, I really feel that. I feel like I have uh, regular therapy and I'm a member of support groups and I like, you know, therapeutic discourse, i.e., you know, telling the story, talking about it. But what I feel is 
But some things are in my, it's like it's not even in my brain. It's like it's in my heart or it's in my stomach. And I've noticed when you're doing this technique, you like to anatomically locate where the emotion or sensation is being felt. Yeah, it helps people get grounded, especially people who are in their head a lot. So if you've done a lot of therapy, if you've thought a lot about these things, well, it's just a bunch of thinking. So, uh, you know, let me think about this again. Let me think again about how I haven't forgiven my mother for what she did 20 years ago. Let me talk again about my dad. And that's all good. I mean, there's a place for therapy. There's a reason why therapists from around the world, I mean, one of the biggest supporters of this technique, the people I see time and again, oh, where'd you hear about our app? Oh, my therapist gave it to me. Because traditionally trained therapists are going, hey, I have all, all this great experience in cognitive behavioral therapy and Jungian therapy and exposure therapy. Now I bring this technique on top of it. It's not an either or. It's not, oh, well, you either do CBT or you do tapping. It's no, take the tools from CBT. Take everything you've learned and acknowledge and recognize the fact that we have these physical bodies that we need to calm, that we need to reset the brain, that we need to reset that physical experience. So all these somatic tools, so somatic is a word for body, sort of a group of therapies that are saying, let's take everything we've learned in the past and apply this on top of it. Make it so we have a resource that can help the brain and the body calm down and create change. Okay, if you're enjoying this conversation, please join me over at Luminary for the rest of our discussion. Excuse me. For all the latest episodes of Under the Skin, where a man is clearly suffering from a gastric disorder, belching and blowing his way for intros and outros, go over to luminarypodcast.com to start your free trial. This free trial. I'll see you there.